Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 299 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, with this rather fancy looking boom arm in shot. This, I mean, it looks the dog's bollocks, doesn't it, boys? It, it does, it, does. It looks <laughs> like chef's kiss. Right, as you can hear, we have got Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. The thing, mm. the thing. I mean, we're we're like synchronized microphone buddies today as well. Yeah, my my microphone actually looks exactly the same as yours. Yeah, yeah, Weird. and it's it is no no coincidence as well. We'll talk about that a little bit, a little bit in a moment. But we've got to introduce another member of the podcast. What? 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 Who could it be? Oh my gosh, who is that? It's Josh. Woo. My gosh, it's me. Indeed. I mean. Not as long a hiatus as um as Ali, but it's been it's been a hot minute. It has. Uh, unfortunately, I've been very busy, as we as we well know, which we will talk about, and also fighting for a job. So other things have, be, have become more important than waffling on about guitar gear. What <laughs> I shall hear none of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, like you've uh, you've you've come out of the the other end of the good fight, haven't you? And... Yes, thankfully, thankfully, I uh, I am getting a pay packet, which is the main thing. So that means more gear. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was all for. It was all for the gear. Right. Uh, let's let's talk about that uh, that little thing that we just alluded to, Matt. What, so why is it that we've got um got these matching uh, matching microphones? You sent me some merch through the post, um, and along with the merch, so spoiler alert like if you if was it teespring you use is that what they're called they tried to charge me like 50 quid for shipping for your merch so i sent you some money and said buy me some merch yeah yeah we'll show them <laughs> i mean it, 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 like, I, it legitimately okay. took about two and a half months for me to actually send it to you but there was I mean, a reason I, like, for that weren't there? yeah i mean it was waiting for the for the microphone and the i don't even know what the is it you say it's called a cloud lifter the weird, the, the cloud, yeah. That's that's the Hoover to the uh, to the preamp mic booster. That is what I sent you because I, I I can't afford cloud lifters for us all. <laughs> like the, yeah, the, the cloud lifter would cost more than the microphone itself. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, it's it's basically just to give you the chance to have everybody's audio very similar as opposed to lots of different microphone inputs and different amounts of editing needed for making the audio clear yeah so just a a little peek behind the curtain for like the patreon stuff we've been running patreon for a few years now and we've not really done a great deal with the uh the patreon money and so we we thought we'd use it to um to upgrade the gear and make sure that we've all got like a kind of uniform sound to the uh to the podcast and part of that was buying like matching microphones. I already had this one because this was like I had this as like as a touring, like a, a gigging musician. <laughs> Just having a fifty-seven is an absolute must. Well, like all three of you had a fifty-seven. Like I've never owned proper microphones and stuff because if you're too quiet at a gig, I just turn my amp up. And um, because I play in a small room for like fifty people normally, and yeah. if I'm playing in a big room. There's somebody else with a bigger PA who happens to have some 57s. They can point at my amp, so yeah, I've yeah. never needed a needed a 57. Like I don't, I think I've mic'd up my own cab like twice, um, 
because I'm a crayon and, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, the I people just... being paid to do it. So what yeah. should I have? Well, that's it. Like, <laughs> either, either there's somebody else who's a sound engineer who's going to make it louder or I can make it louder by going from three to five on the AC-15 or whatever and, you know, making shit louder that way. And okay, it's not going to sound the same in different areas of the room, but if you want to hear me, stand in front of me instead of the other guitarist. (laughs) (laughs) It's a solution. It is a solution. (laughs) Or if you want to hear everything clearly, stand in the middle, because that's where I was standing when I was doing the sound for the band before you got here. Yeah, there's there's one perfect (laughs) point. And anything like left or right, you're getting a fucked up mix. But you know what? That's that's perfectly fine. But yeah, you've you've got a fifty-seven now. Um, we've got a fifty-seven. We've got these little uh, foam filter things on, and we've got like cloud lifters, quote unquote cloud lifters. Um, yeah. On the recommendation of Mister Brian Goer of the Tone Jerks podcast, um, he was like he was mentioning about like how how you can get the um the fifty-seven and a and a mic booster to sound like a uh sm7b sm7b yeah and then in his most recent podcast was like yeah i saw a deal for a an sm7b for like 150 bucks so i bought it i'm like you motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) marketing 101 that's it (laughs) but like it's it's got to be legit we're going to get a super super consistent sound it's going to make me happy and just uh, i'm just extending some love to the the patreon backers because you made this happen. This is like this is the fruit of of your support over the years. So thank you for uh, thank you for doing that. That's really cool. And your next two years month, you know, monthly worth of Patreon is going to go to something in another four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a slow burn, but it's a it's a burn. Like it, it's it keeps going. It's like the Olympic torch. It's not going out. So yeah. Uh- and it'll always be reinvested back into the podcast in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the way that's the way we roll. Um so yeah. Thought I'd uh, I'd give a shout out to the, the page people. Um so gentlemen, it is episode two ninety nine. We are one before the big three oh oh. Ooh, what's gonna happen? Ooh, probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little bit too close to the deadline now isn't it yeah uh we'll talk about it after the podcast like i said i've got some ideas but it it might pan out it might not we'll figure it out we'll figure (laughs) it right um gentlemen who wants to go first what we've been up to this week what we're saying oh matty boy i am a certified amplifier technician valve amplifier technician Right yeah, on. That, that's that's how we'll start this one. Um, I managed to, without killing myself, without electrocuting myself, mm-hmm. without smashing any glass things, I managed to change some valves in a valve amp. I mean that that makes you quite like ultimately more qualified than the rest of us on this podcast. <laughs> so you are the official podcast amp tech now, and and even better than that, I I put the new valves in put it back in its housing, and it works. I mean, that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was going to happen. I think I I was genuinely like... Yeah, well, this these, is fucked like, now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've taken this apart. This is never going to work again. That's 600 quid down the drain or whatever the SV20 is. Probably a bit more than that, actually. But yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I I I took all of the um preamp tubes out first. Like there's a weird setup where you've got to have a balanced one that is I think a rectifier tube. I don't know what any of these words mean, but I'm an Amtex, so I can see them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's housed in a in a little like metal thing. So and that one has to be balanced. I don't know what a balanced AX7 is versus a non-balanced, but that one went in that hole and then I put the metal thing back on top. And then I did the same for the other two preamp tubes and then the power amp valves were an absolute pain in the hoop to get back in so they, they came out quite easily <laughs> fucking pain in the hoop <laughs> just that is <laughs> so like they're, they're, they're in a circle as well so. Top quality british <laughs> british terminology that is but like i was i was literally like putting half my body weight on these things and they weren't going in but like i was rattling them around and like it took it took, took me like four minutes to push the thing in they're just it's so tight in there but I mean, you want it like no. that because you don't want them to just fall out, do you? Yeah, and then they're they're held in with these weird, like, like claw. almost like a bear bear claw thingy. Yeah, yeah. It's but like the a... problem is you have to put that on before you've located it, and you have to move it slightly, and it just scratches along the plastic bit of the, the valve at the bottom. It's just yeah, yeah. It, it goes. It's a noise that goes through you. But yeah. I managed to do it. I then plugged the amp in, and it made a noise. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, it actually, no, what I did, I plugged the amp in and it turned it on and it didn't make a noise and I panicked, then realised I was in standby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a warm-up. <laughs> flicked, it, I flicked it up to the 5-watt mode rather than 15 watts because that thing in 15-watt mode is louder than my AC-15 was and, it's, yeah, it's just absolutely stupid. Um, but, yeah, so I took put it in 5-watt mode. Like, I, can't, I couldn't play that in the house in 5-watt mode, even through a 112, like just it's so loud but it I, I flicked it up there was no hiss put put a little bit of volume on both the channels just to check both channels are working absolutely fine but i can't like do anything other than test that it functions because i can't play for half an hour at home because i'd piss the neighbors on both sides and up and down and probably across the street <laughs> that's efficient that is street along because <laughs> yeah it, it it's just too loud for, for home practice but i'll, I'll try it out maybe a practice tomorrow well i don't know how i'm getting to practice tomorrow actually so that's another thing but <laughs> i mean the, your neighbors need to get used to it anyway because you are now official uh amp tech of the, the isle of man oh yeah so. i am <laughs> so I, mean, next... used to this noise, I? I mean right i'm a qualified amp tech now i've quali- i've given myself a qualification so the next stage is i need to work out why the volume pot isn't working on that ac15 so i'll probably just open it and lick it to see what happens <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a nice 300 uh, episodes that we did. <laughs> oh, I mean, need to say, it's episode, welcome to episode 300 of the French Talk Podcast. We must say it is a huge loss to us that we have lost Mr. Matt Coy. <laughs> he did. I mean, he he died doing what he loves, which is amp teching. He, Lick, he's been licking glass. Absolutely, he's he's been about amp teching for for. <laughs> The, the, the entire uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. But yeah, um, and I guess the other thing I did was after that, I, I had a cab set up in my lounge and I was like, the AC15 head, I should probably check that that works, bearing in mind it's been here for nearly a month and I've not plugged it in yet. Yeah. I mean, we've all so, been there. We have all been <laughs> I mean, well, I bought it as a gigging amp and I haven't gigged, so. Yeah. You know. 
But uh, yeah, so I plugged that in and I found that there's a switch on the back that changes the wattage, which I wasn't aware of. Bearing in mind, like I say, I've had this for a month. So <laughs> <laughs> I plugged up, like there's where the uh, speaker cable goes in in the back. I plugged it in and then right below that, there's a three-way like rotary switch. Yeah. It's like, that's a bit weird. What does that say? And it's like, 15w 1.5w and then one slash six w so i'm guessing it's sixth of a watt yeah i mean it's, but, it's, it is refreshing and reassuring that you put the amount of um effort into into research for this show that you do to purchasing as well is <laughs> Yeah. I, I, yeah. I knew that it would. I knew that I could plug a sixteen ohms, plug it into a sixteen ohm speaker, and make it make sound. So, yeah. amp go. Was... <laughs> like... <laughs> the thing yeah. is, is now, now when I take on my black star, I know who to send it to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quick, quick yeah, up sure. over onto the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I I tried the Vox out, and I tried it in the one sixth watt mode because I don't want to piss the neighbors off. But like, I could play that in that mode with a decent enough tone and i imagine that maybe the upstairs and downstairs neighbors would be able to hear it like i was playing a cd but or i suppose we don't have a cd player so like, like <laughs> yeah, when we've got a vo- uh, what granddad <laughs> <laughs> okay well i've got a, i've got a vinyl player so <laughs> like when i'm playing me vinyl but yeah so, so i it, like i genuinely think i could probably play along with like the vinyl stuff and not piss the neighbours off in that one sixth watt mode. Like I say, it's I mean it doesn't sound as good as what I remember an AC fifteen sounding cranked, but Yeah. I mean that would be because you're mode, but... using one sixth of a watt. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's not enough really to make the valves work, but it's enough for you to um yeah. Like I say, it it sounds good enough that I would be ha- happy to practice with it like that at home, but Yeah. I mean yeah, I'm two still... notes capped. You're also not getting the speaker involved as well, which Yeah. Like under a certain volume, just none of the bottom end comes out. Yeah, and and to be fair, like I I would still probably practice with my headphone amp because it's just easier because I can I can plug that into my computer and then I can play along with YouTube videos and play along with Spotify and play along with whatever. Um, but it's happy. It's it's nice to know that I've got that option as well. Like if I do want to play out loud for for a change, whereas like yeah, I, none of the other amps I would bother plugging in if I couldn't turn them up at least to a decent volume yeah i mean that's that's a, a success story there isn't it, it nice is. little hidden feature that you didn't know <laughs> I'm, I'm exactly i mean i definitely the same. know about <laughs> yeah i mean going back to last week when i had, had oh, that yeah. oh yeah you pushed ball pot for you yeah <laughs> speaking of which i've tried it it's all right it's not great but it's all right I mean, it, it's a. I assume it's a coil. Yeah, coil split, split. Yeah, yeah. On a rail hammer. Yeah. So it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not quite got the bite of a, a standard single coil. So it's like a weak, bridge strat single coil. Which, <laughs> like, if you if you've got anything in the bridge of a sing, of a of a strat, it needs to have a bit of grunt behind it. Otherwise, it's just it ain't like it's no boy no, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I won't be using that a great deal, I will be honest. That feels like a nice segue, actually, because I can talk about some of the stuff that I've done this week, um, which involves that guitar, actually. So I took it to a gig. And woo! 
Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took it. I took it to a gig. So we we had a gig that was like really close to where I I live. So that was quite nice. Um, but I uh, like I said, I tried the the push pulley pop thing. Um, I've also uh, found a few little things that I I might need to change to to get it up to up to the quality that I need it to. Uh, one of which is the the volume knob. The volume knob is very much it's a strap volume knob uh, in in the sense that it's re- like it, you can move it really freely. Um, but the problem with that is if you knock it ever so slightly, you go from full whack to like nine or eight on the volume. And when you go from like full whack to nine, nine or eight, it takes a bunch of the gain off because it's not, it's not a linear pot. It's like logarithmic. Um, so it, it, you're almost rolling off and like you're rolling off the gain by just tapping it, you're playing along and you're like, oh, I, re- I remember the, the guitar tone that I had had a load more gain than this. Why is it Why is it not hitting the, like, why, is it, why am I not feeling it as much as I used to? And then you realise you've, you've just knocked the volume on it just incrementally. Um, so, so that's an issue. But the issue that I've got with it, because what I'd usually do with something like that is you can put uh, little rubber washers underneath the pot to just make the thing a little bit stiffer to turn. That's fine. But this is a push-pull pot, so when I try and pull the, the top off it... <laughs> it just comes out a little bit, and yeah. then you're going to break it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it... Oh, okay, yeah, oh, shit. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find a way to pry the thing off without uh, snapping the. Um, can can the, I make a suggestion? Of course you can. I think you wedge something in there with some glue on it and just leave it as full volume all the time because that's all you need. No, I definitely <laughs> definitely need volume on that thing. Because um, I used um, on one of my push pull ones, um, I just got like. Um, flat-headed screwdriver to put it underneath and used it almost as like a pivot just to pop it up. Yeah. I, I feel like I can probably do it. And if I end up breaking the pot, I'll replace it with a non-push-pull. <laughs> a non-push-pull. <laughs> and then problem solved. I could even replace it with like the CTS equivalent, which would tend to be a bit stiffer. And then yeah. problem solved anyway, <laughs> isn't it? So maybe I'll, I'll do just break it. Maybe I just go. I, mean, well, I would. I would suggest you try and take it off, and if you break it, it's not the end of the world. Rather than just going smash, <laughs> smash, smash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but there, there was that. I think um, realistically, I'm not going to use the trem, so I need to just block the trem because yeah. I had a few tuning issues, and it was down to the fact that the thing was floating. Um, so I just need to block it. Look, they they weren't particularly massive tuning issues. It was just, uh, like at the start of the, like just before we started the gig, I was tuning up and it weren't getting there, and I was having to faff about. It was like once it was in tune, it was fine. But I don't want to like, ain't nobody got time for that, like negativity in their life. I'm just gonna block it, block it one side, block it the other, 
Um, and then, like, we all, all gravy. But I need to get, like, because I'm not going to... I'm not going to like make a permanent modification. I'm just going to get a wedge of wood that's like roughly the gap at <laughs> the back. That's that's yeah. what I did to my ML1B and it works beautifully. Yeah, yeah, it it does. It look it's it's a fine solution for it. Um or oh, you get one of those little you know the locks that you put on your toilet door. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, so um, you so you wedge the one side with a with a wedge of wood, and then the the locks for the other side, so it is clamped in, and then you send. Or you do the Eric Clapton model of fill it full of quarters. Oh yeah, I could do yeah. that. <laughs> Shit, man, I didn't even think of that. Yes, Matt. put the trem, trem trem arm down, fill it full of quarters until the trem arm comes back to the right place. Yeah, just push, and his... then just then just cram quarters into the rest of it and screw your black plate on. Reckon that's uh, that's the solution. I mean, we don't have quarters here, but like a two p will work. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. And I they're can... not fucking worth anything, are they? No, I can, I'm <laughs> gonna pill for the kid's uh, money box. He's got he's got like plenty of that like shitty shrapnel, uh, and I'll just yeah. chuck a quid in there. He'll probably be up on it like. Imagine, mummy, why is there no money in my piggy bank? Daddy took it because he's a guitar player. That's <laughs> it. I mean that that could go either way, couldn't it? He's a guitar player. They don't earn anything. <laughs> and even worse, he plays prog music. <laughs> That's why he earns no money. There is there is absolutely no money to be had at that dusty end of the fretboard. None. None. Uh, yeah, so uh, I did that. I gigged with the uh, the Harley Benton. Uh, I planned on using it for half the gig and then using the Variax for the other half, but ended up playing the entire gig with it. So I mean, that's that's testament to yeah to it, isn't it? Um, I will eventually switch out the um, the single cause. I think I like the the, the rail uh, booker. I mean, the, the single cause are quite nice, but. The they're a bit like the the mid range on them isn't the mid range that I've got on the Variax ones. Like it sits the Variax sits in a slightly higher mid range, and I can hear it through my earplugs. Whereas you get to certain points um, on the a lot on the fretboard, and I can't hear anything because the cancellation of the the earplugs is cancelling out the uh, <laughs> like the, the exact the, range that yeah yeah. Um, and with my old drummer, it was fine because he, like, he tapped the drums. Whereas our, our new drummer hits the drums like they owe him money. Um, <laughs> so it's yeah, like you you wear earplugs or you you do have tinnitus for three days afterwards. It's there is there is no compromise. I I didn't realise there was a wearing earplugs option. I just always stand on the left hand side of the band so that it's only my right ear that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just wore like one in the right ear, like you, you're fine. I, I hadn't even considered that was a possibility. That's not a bad shout. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could probably do that as well. Actually, just wear the one, and then I've got a chance of hearing the guitar. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'll experiment with things, but like, it's, there's not a problem with the Variax because the Variax. I'm pointing over there. It's not. It's down here because I've not. I, I took the uh, the guitar stand. To the gig, um, and it's still downstairs. Is that is that because you had two guitars at a gig for the first time ever? Uh, I <laughs> I have been gigging with two guitars recently, but I usually leave 
one guitar in the case and that's off the stage somewhere but yeah this was a like a considerably smaller pub <laughs> so like there was no space for anything so i had to have the the other guitar pretty much behind like behind my ass <laughs> when yeah. i was playing it's all good right um what else have i done this week i have i've done shit loads of stuff fuck uh, i released a video that i weren't expected like even i weren't expected to release this video uh <laughs> on sunday um I, like we mentioned i'd forgotten about the triple rotary um on the on the new line six uh helix 3.6 update i realized i had recorded all of the guitar tracks dry in and done it all through native so all it required me to do was go back on the helix native plugin and apply the rotary effect i was like fuck that's really easy <laughs> so i just did that and then like the talking bit took took moments so i released like a really short video uh, about the rotary it's a really good effect <laughs> it's just like it it sounds wicked uh and like the original thing the r r a 200 was a rotating speaker cabinet uh which like basically like a leslie keyboard cabinet what line six have done on that have, they've recreated it as almost like a, a pedal version of it so you don't have to run your guitar through a keyboard speaker to to make the um the Leslie sound you <laughs> you run it as an effect in the front of your your uh, your guitar signal so i think like i i really appreciate the fact that they did that cuz i don't want to be running through a keyboard speaker <laughs> i've i've done that now before the in my life is to demonstrate how good it is matt did it make you chonder no <laughs> but it wasn't treble <laughs> <laughs> rotary would be a very similar effect I yeah i think it might be like but yeah no it didn't i i, I managed to listen to the whole video i mean it was only on. a minute long so maybe maybe if i did it. <laughs> i didn't make it a minute into that tremolo video i did not make it <laughs> into that tremolo video without taking one ear out <laughs> <laughs> nice i love it yeah so so i did that like that video snuck up on me i didn't even realize i was releasing it until i was and then it happened uh but the one that i've been i've been planning it for a little while and i've planned it and then put it off because helix 3.6 come out so i recorded that first and then i i planned it and then put it off because something else come out uh oh because the like i received that <laughs> that guitar so i was like oh best do a video for this so i kept putting this put, putting it off putting it off putting it off I finally got around to it. It was three years pretty much to the date that I released a video on the Shaky Jimmy on the Peabod channel. Um, it's a bit ropey. Like th- three years ago, my video making skills weren't as good as they are now. I do apologize. Um, they're much better. Uh, but I thought it would be like really interesting to do a retrospective. Like, I really loved this guitar pedal back then. My tastes have changed. Oh, like I played Telecasters a load back then and, and whatnot. I'm more of a strat guy now. And look, lots of things have changed. Let's see where we're at with it. Still absolutely in love with it. It is an amazing effect. It's like, it's giant and purple. Let me let me just grab it. 
Stone hair. He's stone hair. Like. I know what else is giant and purple. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it is most of the size of my face. It is, like, unabashedly just, it's there. It's, it's massive. It's like um, ye olde big muff. Yeah, it's like that. It's just you, you you make space for it because it commands that. It's it's just it's no ifs and buts. It, it's here. Um, so I do love this pedal. <laughs> Someone did mention there is absolutely no way that um, Moen got the rights to that picture, especially because <laughs> here you can clearly see the Fender logo. <laughs> um, they didn't get that. <laughs> Surely they didn't. Uh, no, of course they didn't, but so, they also don't care. No, they don't give two shits, do they? I mean, and the pedal's not on sale anymore, is it? It's no, it's the... Or... Yeah, they... I think they shrunk it down into a normal enclosure. They're using a different picture as well. And it's called the Jimmy Nova now. Um, I don't think they're as good as these. These are just top quality. Just It's just a big middle finger, isn't it? It's a big middle finger to all of the companies, like someone else's circuit, blatantly. It's just... <laughs> It's brilliant. So yeah, ding, that made a very ding. satisfying ding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> a heavy, heavy motherfucker as well. Oh, uh, I had loads of fun making that video because, uh, no, like number one, I got to play like some Jimi Hendrix inspired song. It was it was pretty fucking close. I was I was a little bit concerned that I was gonna get a, a little copyright stroke for that one. Um. I got, uh, I got to listen to some Robin Trower because like people kept mentioning like Robin Trower, Robin Trower is he's the Univibe Univibe guy. You gotta check out this guy if you're talking about Univibe. So I did, and his stuff is fucking awesome. Um, I don't know why I I haven't listened to Robin Trower before, but I am making it my business to do so because just. Oh, excellent, excellent stuff. So I've, I found a, a new kind of musical love. Um, but also, uh, like one of the things that kept cropping up is like the 90s um, grunge movement. They did a load of experimenting with modulation effects and Univibe was one of these things that, that cropped up to like make, make some of the guitar lines quite interesting. Uh, so... I listened to a bit of Pearl Jam and they don't suck as bad as I thought they did. Like, yeah. I, so many people have told me that Pearl Jam are actually good and they've got like two songs. The, I mean, that, I, that that was the issue with me. Like, those two songs that everyone knows and was like, like would occasionally filter into Kerrang and stuff. I was like, I was lukewarm on that. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but once you get into the like the the deeper like the album cuts and shit, yeah, I mean one of my mates is massive into ten. Is the album called Ten? I feel like it's called Ten. It's yeah. a big red one. And he was like, you know, you've got to listen to this album. So I bought a CD because it was like fifteen years ago, and I just yeah, I don't care. Like it was <laughs> this this was at a time when I actually liked <clears throat> learning about new music. Now I just listen to music for nostalgia because. I've heard all of the good songs, and anything that I haven't heard is not worth listening to. And that's how I—that's how—that's how I live my life. And even if I'm wrong, I don't care. Yeah, but... yeah, you are. You need to check out Robin Trow. <laughs> Robin Trow is good. But like at, at that time, I was I was I was absolutely into learning about new music, and I just yeah, it was it was a very 
I wouldn't actively leave a room if somebody put it on, but I also wouldn't pick it myself. Yeah, yeah. I noticed I mean, on Instagram recently, like, there's so many fucking reels going around of, like, G- like Jesus as a skateboarder doing, like, Christ air and then even flow in the background. And I'm just kind <laughs> of like, what, 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 what is going on? Yeah, I mean, even flow is just... It. Just wet pap, isn't it? But there's some good stuff in there. And then I found, I found out that um, McCreasy um, and Chris Cornell and like one of the other guys had like created like a super group before all of that happened called Temple of the Dog. And okay. I listened to a few of their tunes and I was like, shit, man, this is, this is pretty fucking rat. Doesn't and- that one Soundgarden song have... Univibe on it as well. Yeah, is that the a Univibe. Uh, I, it could be. It could very well be. Yeah, it sounds um, like Black a Univibe. Like yeah. yeah, the the riff in my head sounds like a unit. Like I would put on a Univibe before I was trying to get that sound. I think. Yeah, and you you'd get most of the way there. Um, black it, it, holes. I'm assuming black holes on your honour, but yeah, I just try and think. Well, it's the only. Yeah, the, the only kind of weird dissonant chords that have got like a really fast vibe effect on it. Yeah. But really fast and shimmery sounding kind of modulation, isn't it? Um, yeah, I always thought that that was a um, like a Leslie, like faux Leslie effect. I mean, it might well be. Like, I, I, I am terrible. I thought, at it, was a, I thought it was a Leslie because Rick Beato spoke about it on one of his. Oh, like, he, what makes his he song knows great. far more than I do. <laughs> but it, then again, like the uh, the Univibe was designed to sound like a Leslie, so like. If if you're in that ballpark, you're in that ballpark, aren't you? Um, yeah. But yeah, like it gave me a, a respect for Chris Cornell because, like again, never really big into Soundgarden. Heard that one Audio Slave song and was like, "Well, this is this is." Oh, they've got like three songs actually. Yeah, this is that. <laughs> um, like a stone is an absolute tune. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, don't know that one. Um, there's yeah, there's a big kind of blind spot in my um in my musical back catalogue for Chris Cornell. Like I heard like the solo stuff. I heard um the the Bond theme that he did, and I was I was not sold on that. Like since I, then, it's that was his probably his most popular song. Yeah, I think as a solo artist, yeah. But like his Bond theme was probably one of the few Bond themes that I don't think is absolute tosh. Yeah, see, I'm a I'm a bit of a Bond theme aficionado. I do love a good a, a, a spot of bondage. <laughs> um, like, yeah, no, like yeah, there aren't any like most of them are awful. Most of them are awful. I, I like I like the theming behind it, like the um the the, the theme of chromaticism, like the descending, like ascending, descending chromaticism, and like. It means that you you can only really do an, a, a certain number of chord progressions to get that movement to happen. Uh, I, I I love that kind of music nerdy shit, but we, we won't talk about that because, like, fuck, <laughs> I, could, I could go down a rabbit hole with that. And um, also, we'd kill the, listener, the listenership dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all those new listeners that we've got, they're fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, fuck, he's talking about Bond again. Shit. <laughs> it's our time to dip. Um. Yeah, so I mean that that was my week. I did. I, I kind of reinvigorated my love for like learning about. I say new shit, shit that was fucking. It was old when I was when when I was young, <laughs> but like it's new to me. So like top 
top tips. Robin Trey, check out uh, the Bridge of Size album because that like, that song, Bridge of Size, is fantastic. Um, but the the entire album is wicked, and um, yeah, Temple of the Dog seems pretty good as well. Um, so I'm I'm down with that. Right, um, who have we got left? Josh, Josh, my man, Josh. Josh, you've, you've had an exciting week, haven't you? Oh, a couple of weeks, in fact. Yeah, I've had an exciting few weeks. It's been all systems go over at Guitar Geeks. So, like, uh, I've done four interviews in the last, like, two weeks or so. You and, absolute beast. Uh, one of them was down in Australia, which meant, like, being up at, like, 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night to interview somebody at 8 a.m on a Sunday morning, which, <laughs> yeah, which time differences are, are great, aren't they? Um, yeah. And uh, had a few like content creators that I know on Instagram uh, that I've known for a long time and somebody that I've done a lot, a lot of gigs with. So got those coming up. I, I hear that there's uh, two people from the Fret Talk podcast that are coming on next. Cough, cough, hint, hint. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Who could that so, be? You know, I wonder. Um, and the biggest portion of my time at the moment has been a little guitar project I've been undertaking. Oh, tell me so more. As a, so tell as a TLDR, uh, for all those Reddit users, which are probably none of them, no one. Tledur, uh, of course. Tledur. Uh, I sold my first guitar when I was like 16 because I thought it was a really good idea. And then during covid had to track it down and I managed to and I bought it back and it rekindled the love of that guitar I was kind of like I forgot actually this guitar feels really well now with the experience of playing guitars that I've got now and Mm -hmm. um, I had like one of those kind of ADHD moments where it's been sat in the corner of like you know on the guitar rack and I'd, I'd, I'd play it and you know enjoy it and then um, <laughs> I had somebody from EMG um, message me telling me that I uh, placed an order with them months ago <laughs> and that they'd had them sat on their desk because I hadn't paid for them because I forgot I ordered them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I said, like, I was interested in getting a set and then I never heard anything off, off him again. And it's because I didn't realise that he had um, sent the invoice to my old like bookings email that I had, and uh, I've since yeah. basically given that email to my nan so she could have like a proper phone contract and stuff like that. So I've not paid attention to it, and she didn't tell. You know, I don't think she looks at it, so I didn't have any <laughs> clue that. Yeah, she wouldn't know. Invoice. She wouldn't know what the fuck was going also, on. Also, yeah, if she if she did read it, she's like, I didn't order any EMGs. <laughs> if she knows what EMGs are, then I'm really. Proud I'm a Demazio nan. <laughs> Demazio nan, I see what you did there. Um, so I was like, okay, shit, I best pay for these. And to be fair, like the pickup set is usually about two. I think it's about two thirty, two forty. And I paid one thirty for them, Shit, man. Nice. which is uh, which is a sizable discount, to be honest. And I was like, okay, what am I gonna do with these? <laughs> I, I looked at all, out of all of my guitars, and I was like, EMG, I mean that EMG, I was like, 
Yeah, like uh, one, two, three. Yeah, four of them have got AMGs. So I was like, hmm, let's put them in my old guitar. I thought, why not? Because it's the only one with like really cheap pickups in. Yeah. And then that kind of sent me down the rabbit hole. Um, and it's the, the guitar is like a really nice candy apple red. Yeah. And I was like, the black goes really nicely in the body with the pickups. And it had all chrome hardware. And I was like, I've got some black ESP tuners in my box of many things, as I call it. <laughs> when it's, it, it's just got like a sorted shit in there. It's got two pedals that don't work and various other guitar bits. <laughs> like whenever somebody's like, have you got a spare, you know, like Floyd Rose? Not, yes, I have. <laughs> have you got a spare, I don't know, bridge pin? Yes, I have. <laughs> Uh, so I was like, I've got a set of these tuners somewhere, and I found them. I was like, okay, great. Let's take these uh, chrome tuners off. Let's put these black ones on. Problem number one. <laughs> uh, these black tuners were from a reverse headstock guitar. So they had to be fitted kind of the other way around, which wasn't a problem. It just meant that I needed to just screw the tuner on like the other side. So the screws were at like, the bottom right, so they go at the bottom left. Yeah, still tune up the guitar perfectly fine. Didn't see a problem with that. Problem number two: Chinese screws. They are <laughs> shit. Absolute yeah, right. yeah. shit. So I got the first tuner in and I like screwed it in perfectly fine. And I was like, okay, let's put the next one in. And then when I went to go and screw it, there was still a screw head on the screwdriver. Like, you what? <laughs> And then I looked at the tuner, and then the tuner just comes straight off. And there, behold, was a snap screw in the headstock. And I was like, oh, fuck. What what can I do with that? And I was like, hmm, let, let's try and get the other ones anyway. Then we'll kind of we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So then I did another one, and then another screw snapped. And I was just like, oh, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> four screws, four snapped screws later in the headstock. I gave up. I mean, you would you would have thought you'd learn after two. Like, well, yeah. this is not working. And, uh, yeah. Well, I, I did have a look through the box of many things, and I did have some different screws. So I tried different screws, and they were still doing it because, again, both <laughs> the other guitar that it came from was a Chinese-made LTD. So evidently, they just used the, the same screws. Um. And I consulted the the pedal boards of Doom chat to to see what we could like we could try and do and um I didn't I wouldn't say I ignored the advice I took it on board but was very creative with it and then I tried drilling next to one of the holes to take one of them out and then that put a small crack in the side of the headstock and I was like this is just going to end up yeah. no 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 no. Yeah, fuck, like completely fucked. Uh, so what I ended up doing was wood gluing the crack, <laughs> mic crack, um, <laughs> and like I a just nice got Friday night. Yeah, uh, got some uh, tape and taped around like the screw holes, and then just got some sandpaper and and a wooden block, and I was going over just to sand them. Yeah, moving um, it up. Yeah flat to the headstock which actually came out surprisingly not bad um so which then led me into trying to search high and low on all parts uk and northwest guitars and strings direct and 
Andertons and where else did I shop? Uh, I think I looked on Guitar Guitar as well for some locking tuners that had the screw holes in the middle, not at like the bottom corners, just in the middle. Yeah. And it turns out they are really hard to come by. <laughs> Very hard to come by. And I sent a mate of mine who's ordered loads of like replacement tuners because the first thing he does always really weirdly is change the tuners on his guitars. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why do you not buy guitars with those tuners anyway? And he was like, go for some Spurzels. They've got like easy mount system mm. and you can't go wrong with them. And I was like, okay. So what? He sent me the link to the custom order thing, and he's like, yeah, you'd usually hear within a few days. I had nothing, and I was like, I'm getting a bit impatient now. And then ended up on Gear for Music. Yeah, my saviours. Um, and Gear for Music had the tuners I was looking for. They had some Goto locking ones in black with the screw holes in the middle, and I thought, perfect. I've used Goto's before. They were really good on my Les Paul, so... I'll be on to a winner, ordered them. And then the next day I was like, oh, well, I've got black tuners now. I guess I need to find a black bridge. I went straight on to Gear for Music and found a black bridge, another uh-huh. Goto one. So I was like, oh, excellent. So done that. Put it all together, completely gutted the old pickups and um, got rid of the tone knob. Boo me if you want. Uh, I'm a metal player. I don't need a tone knob, to be honest. We're in search of the tone. We don't want to take any of the tone away. <laughs> like the, oh. the pickups give me the tone and yeah. the wood. So. I, want, I want all of the tones. I, just, I can't. So um, I, can't I, I moved the volume knob to where the tone knob was because it was a bit too close to where the pickups were. And when you play, you'd knock the volume knob. So I moved it a bit further away. Yeah, you don't want your pinky brushing the knob, do you? No. <laughs> I, I prefer a, a thumb and first finger <laughs> approach. Um, and put all the guitar together and it sounds and plays fucking great. It just was three to four weeks of torture. Yeah, of just like <laughs> everything that could go wrong, going wrong. And then... Even more going wrong. It was almost like a faulty towers sketch or something <laughs> like that. It like was. you know, there's too, too much butter on those trays. Oh no, those trays. No, I mean, you just constant like stream of errors. But I finished it and I'm really happy with it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm never doing it and again. I think you <laughs> you you'll appreciate the guitar a bit more now. You've had to go through the hardship. Yeah. Right. So, Josh, why are there f- four metallic screws stuck in, in the headstock? Well, kids, let me tell you a story yeah, about when granddad fucked shit up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three weeks of misery. Right, gentlemen, uh, do, do we want to do a, a Willow of Bob? It's a rhetorical question because we're doing it anyway. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> Yay! Complying. Right, so we've got we've got a theme this week. It's, I think it might might be quite easy, um, but the the theme this week is rock disco. So they are <laughs> rock disco. It, it's basically like all all basic bitch songs that you'd find uh, like uh, a rock disco. So okay, it's so yeah, like the rock night at your local chav 
hut. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever you call a club these days. Right, so our first one. Uh, our first one. In 1991, we're going to start. Outlet buoyant. Get in dark. Take my extremity. We're off to never, never real estate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got it already. Yeah. Is that the last line, weren't it? <laughs> Go on, what Sorry. are we saying? I, I just want to, uh, like, I assume this is supposed to start exit night. And yeah. it went for what? Outlet? Outlet buoyant. Buoyant? <laughs> yeah. yeah, light. If if it's light, it's buoyant. But outlet? Yeah. It's exit. not exit. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it takes some some liberties with the English language. But yeah, obviously we've got it. It is uh, Enter Sandman by Megadeth. Yeah, by Megadeth. By, yeah, by from, Metallica. From the Black uh, Album, of course. From, from the Beatles' White Album, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> uh, I reckon we're going to go for number five next. No, hmm. No, we'll go for number four. Okay. Nineteen ninety-seven. 1997. Yeah. Don't seek to be your primate spanner. One much course mishap. Uh, yeah, I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> Don't want to be your monkey wrench. Yeah. Primate spanner. Like right, they are going to get they are going to get more, more difficult. More indecent accident, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to get more difficult. Yep. I don't want to be your primate spanner. Yeah. No. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a, a, a tribute band. Yeah, primate spanner. Primate yeah. spanners. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got like big nineties band energy that that name has. Yeah. Primate spanner. You, you, you'd have to stick with their early stuff. You couldn't do any of the like more more ones. Yeah. You stick with their like first few albums. Right. This one, two thousand and eight. Um. Put where you're sitting. Don't create a noise. I understand they're seeing. They're seeing. Put where you're 98. sitting. 98. 2008. 2008. Yeah. 2008. Put where you're sitting. Don't create a noise. I understand they're seeing. They're seeing. This is an opening lyric, this is. Because if I would give you the chorus to it, you would have got it. I could, I could even give you the album to this one. I don't think you, I don't think it's necessarily going to clue you up. I, I have no idea. Okay, right. I'm going to give you the album. This is off the album. Only by the night. Only by the night. Only by the night. Why do I know that album name but not know who it's by? Only by the night. It's a log. I'd say uh, breakout album for the band. Like they were known before this. Oh, though. it's fucking Sex on Fire lot in it. <laughs> it is. It's Sex on Fire. <laughs> oh, it's that one. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got it. I don't he know got how it. they've got that from that. But... Yeah, uh, I mean, I had the. I think I had the album before yeah. that song made me throw it away because fuck me everywhere played it over and over again, including the band that I'm in. Yeah, rock discos. <laughs> yeah. yeah so put where you're sitting uh, lay where you're laying 
Don't make a yeah. sound. Uh, they're oh, you're watching. watching. You're watching. They're watching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they're seeing. They're seeing. Cool. Right. This one. This is. This one here is especially for Josh. This one is especially for Josh. 1999. Um, every the midget belongings. <laughs> Real aid facts transport. I'll return one help. Your journey, best journey. It's got to be um, some eighty-two, whatever they're called. Oh, no, um, I don't think it is. I think I think it's money grabbing. Oh yeah, they were one eighty-two, weren't they? Right. Every the midget belongings, real aid, fact transport. It's got yeah. Um, I'll return all one help. Things. Yeah. All the small things, truth, care, <laughs> truth brings. I'll take one last. One, You're yeah. my best trip. Yeah, your journey. Best journey. <laughs> because those words make sense. Because yeah. those words make sense. Yeah. So even, even in English, honest, midget gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Right, we we're, we're storming this one. The last one you will not get. I'm pretty fucking sure. <laughs> You may oh, do. Yay. You may do. You may do. <laughs> right, this is 1989, and arguably this artist's best era. Arguably, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we may end up in an argument with you. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't think. I don't think we've got strong opinions either way. Okay, so this is 1989. I require to passion you, but I healthier not contact. Don't contact. I require to clasp you, but my awareness tells me to halt. I require to passion you, but I healthier not contact. Don't contact. I require to clasp you. <laughs> clasp. It's just a quality word. I require to clasp you, but my awareness tell me to halt. This is a log. 100% rock disco classic. And possibly this artist's biggest, biggest song, despite, I, I would say not not being from his, uh, like, breakout stuff. Like, he's well, well past his prime, but biggest hit. Somebody whose biggest hit was in the late 80s and they were pretty much done by then. Yeah. Well, mm. yeah, look, in terms of like musical output, yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, solo, I'm, and he's a solo artist. George Michael? Nah, it's it's rock, rock, disc, rock disco. Yeah, rock he's disco. Too, he's too poppy. I require to passion you, but I healthier not contact. Don't contact. I require to clasp you, but my awareness tells me to halt. Right. Oh, if I give you the album for this one, it will not help you at all. Go on, then. Because you it's, said that last time and I got it. It's from the album <laughs> Trash. It's from the album Trash. I uh, <laughs> don't know what that means. So yeah, the the one thing that if you've ever played this song, um, it goes through about four key changes per 
Um, I think by the, by the end of the verse and the chorus, it's gone through eight different keys. But it like you wouldn't you wouldn't think it. It's quite like a like driving rocky, yeah, late eighties. Right. It's not we, meatloaf, is it? It's not meatloaf, but you're not far off. Meatloaf is not a bad shout. Is it somebody that's still alive? Yes, it is. Yeah. Right, um, so we're looking for a solo male rocker who yep. is still a Alice Cooper. We're on to something. Right. Okay. So um, it's either school's out or poison or I haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> I require to passion you. But I healthier not contact. Don't oh, contact. Yeah. I wanna hold you, but I better not trust. Don't trust. Yeah, that's the one. It's poisoned by Alice Cooper. My gosh. Oi, oi, oi. That was a tricky one, that. That was a it was a tricky one. But I require to clasp you. It's just <laughs> I, might, oh, I, yeah. might, I want to hold you. I require to clasp you. I might try that with the the missus later on and see, see how far yeah, it gets head me. To, head to bed. I require to clasp you. Probably get a punch in the yeah. throat. Fucking what? You'd probably be better off subtracting the S. You'd probably get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that Bowie song, that isn't it? Let's clap. <laughs> oh right. Um, we we are considerably more an hour in than I thought we would be at this point. Uh, so. What we're gonna go for? Uh, we've got we've got four bits of news. We've got the new CEO of Gibson. We've got Kemper Liquid Profiling. Uh, that that definitely needs a bit more kind of air to to do. We've got Ed Sheeran. Uh, I mean, Kemper Liquid Profiling. We can we can cover in one thing of if you want if you wanted that sound before you had an amp that made that sound, and if if you Kemper Profile didn't change the settings guess what your fucking amp did bin the thing off yeah uh, yeah you could like <laughs> change the amp settings on your amp and profile and change again and profile and change again and pro so you could or you could or just you take get a quad cortex yeah 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 <laughs> i mean there's 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 multiple different solutions to this um but yeah like Kemper, i mean yeah we can cover it properly yeah we should we, look it requires some some time to cover it doesn't it We've got Ed Sheeran winning the lawsuit against Marvin Gaye. I mean, he's doing a job because he's been dead for years. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's not even Marvin Gaye's family that took him to court. It's the guy who was his manager's estate. Yeah. It's like literally the estate of some people that managed, of the person that managed Marvin Gaye 40 years ago have decided just to try and pilfer money off everybody that he can possibly think of that's used the A note. Yeah, because they took Pharrell to court, didn't they, over like a drum beat for, oh, it was Blurred Lines, Blurred, weren't it? Yeah, it was It was Robin Thicke. But, um, yeah, that Pharrell, one, Pharrell they, produced I think they, it. I think, I think they used the bass line from the song for that one, or they, they, they were influenced, like the drum beat was there, and they'd also like taken yeah. some of the melody of the bass line or something. The sure as shit didn't take the rapey lyrics, did they? <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, you're going to have to cut that out yourself. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's, there's, like, there's, there's, there's no argument there. Like, Robin Thicke's <laughs> lyrics ain't ain't fucking PC, are they? They're not. 
Not PG thirteen. Yeah, it's it's also not a blurry line, you prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what you what you're doing there is um, is not consent. But that's that's not quite as catchy a tune, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. I think we found our our topic, haven't we? Yeah. So uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, one lawsuit versus Marvin Gaye's estate or the the estate of the manager. So. As far as I understand it, it weren't for the music itself. It was for the manuscript of of the um, the like the audio. So like they they transcribed Marvin Gaye's music, and it had quite a lot of similarities to the transcription of the Ed Sheeran song. Um, sorry, sorry. So the music didn't sound anything like the the Marvin Gaye song, but if you wrote it on a bit of paper, it looks a little bit... It's fucking dots on lines. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean anything to anyone, <laughs> does it really? Like, I mean, who it's fucking reads music these days? <laughs> what a load of shite. I doubt, um, I doubt Ed Sheeran was sat there with his fucking manuscript paper and a pencil. And just, yeah, let me just get this, uh, this dotted quaver here. and He wasn't. He, he had his acoustic guitar and was like, these these chords fucking slap. Let's uh, sing a song about it's, it. Also, it's a four-chord song. It sounds like every song. I mean, it's it, not even that. It, it's it's three it's chords. He only uses four chords. No, it's four so chords. It's, um, this It's definitely four chords. It's, it's the one that so, starts when your legs don't work like they used to before, right? Yeah, but the the, the, the this sec- from the meme with the the bride who's in the wheelchair and the the, the DJ plays it at a very inappropriate <laughs> time. It's been going around YouTube for about five years. You beat years. me to me, you bastard! I was oh, going to say it's like a fucking cripple's <laughs> national anthem. Oh yo 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 yo! It's oh. like genuinely there is a vi- like, there is a video of of a like a, a DJ playing that and the entire room going ooh, ooh. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> so yeah. Um, like chord one and chord two are the same chord. The bass note changes, so it's it's like E then yeah. E with a third, like the third in the bass. So it's it's still the E, and then it's like uh, A and B. So it's like one four five. Which yeah, like if you did that, you'd be like, okay, status quo. We've got your entire back catalogue. <laughs> like you, you're done. Yeah. Chuck Berry, all blues and done. rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was exactly that. Uh, but because it, it had like a similar groove to it, and it like it was a similar tempo, similar groove to the Marvin Gaye tune. There was like arguable, uh, like a tentative link. There's songs that have got away with much worse. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's a good thing for music the fact that this absolute shite has been kicked out of the court because if it would have set a really nasty precedent yeah i mean there's there's already some very odd precedents that have been set that tend not to hold up these days but like there's been there's been some very odd kind of court cases that have you know resulted in money being owed to estates or people getting out of court settlements and stuff and I'm glad that there's now somebody rather than just going off, fuck it, fine. I'll just pay an out-of-court settlement to shut people up. Actually going, no, go on then, take me to court over it because you're talking through your asshole. 
Um, yeah. I think, I think, I think. In fact, I believe the last one that he got taken to court to last year, um, it was one that's full of O's, and somebody else had released a song about a week before that was full of O's, and they were like, "Oh, cheering, listen to voice." Yeah, it's the one that's oh 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 oh, and and somebody else had had released a song with like the same amount of O's in their chorus, and took him to court over it, and he was just like, "Look." I've paid off like and put people into like the the writing notes and I'm sick of it so I'm stopping now. And if anybody comes after me, they can, you know, they can they can try and argue it in court and I'll win. And he, yeah. he's done it twice now and won twice because like at the end of the day, like you can't write music without doing something that somebody at some point has done before. There yeah, is a like- finite there's a finite amount of notes. Yeah, they're the build yeah, they're the building blocks of music, aren't they? People are trying to Say, well, I put the blocks in this order, so I should should get like I I should get claim to that. You're like, no, because those those are chords, and like chords can happen anywhere. Like they've they've happened for millions and millions of years. Yeah. Um, you like you ain't you ain't copywriting that. If you've got something like if if someone's ripping off exact melodies, which happens with Coldplay and um, uh, Joe Satriani, where the Coldplay chorus was pretty much the fucking same. Like, same harmonic information, like really similar chords. I think there was only, like, there was one chord that was substituted for a, um, a an alternative version of that chord, but the chords were like almost the same and the melody to the, the chorus was the same as the melody to their chorus. They ended up just settling out of court, just going, fuck, yeah, we, we did bad. Um, unless it's like to that level where there's multiple um, coincidences happening, like chordal information, rhythmic information, melodic information, all coinciding together. You just got to go, well, shit, they did a song that sounds a bit like mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, especially if you can't instantly hear it, and someone has to set to tell you, or just like, there shouldn't be any kind of, there shouldn't be any kind of even options for 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 um, credit or for for attempting to take money. Like, there there are some where you immediately hear it. Like, Radiohead's "Creep" is the exact same melody and chord structure to a 70s track that I can't remember the name it was, of. When it, um, Buddy Holly. Um, I can't remember what the tune is. Uh, but it, it's the chorus of that tune and the middle eight of Creep. It's just that she's running out the door. Whatever it is. Uh, yeah. That bit is the set log is exactly the fucking same as the the ver- so there's there must be two then because the verse of it is is like literally copied from a a, a song from the seventies like the whole verse. Um, oh, it, uh, is it the air that I breathe? I don't. I can't remember. I, I think it's called the air that I breathe. Uh, the the track, but listen, like if you listen to it, it's literally the it's a G, a B minor, a C, and a C minor, or whatever it is, or a G, a B, a C, and a C minor. It's yeah. just literally the same chords, just one is strummed and one is like plucked and then the 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 vocal melody over the top is identical yeah 
Uh, and uh, like they uh, again settled. They, they, court, yeah, they settled. Yeah, uh, like that kind of thing. Fine, take them to court over it. But like, if you have to have somebody print out the sheet music and say, "Look, don't they look similar?" When you put one over the other, yeah. just just jog on. Yeah. So it's it's good that uh, HTV has uh, kind of fended off those hungry vultures. However, on the flip side, he did say that if uh, if they won this, he would quit music. <laughs> so so close. It's a double edged sword, isn't it? Like, I mean, we we back we back the right horse here, but we almost we almost had it all. <laughs> almost. You know, when you see that meme of like we were that close to greatness, yeah. Like, if only there was a way for him to win it and also quit music. I mean, most, like, is... No, it's it's inoffensive, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's... Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking, like, how how long ago did Marvin Gaye die? Was it, like, mid-70s? Because if so, we've only got, like, 20 years before all of his music goes, <laughs> like, non-copyright yeah. anyway. So we could have had Ed Sheeran lose, have 20 years of this bollocks, and then... Fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what what a place to end the podcast for this week. <laughs> oh dear. Right, I'm extending a thank you to our listeners. You are awesome. Like you've made it this far. Give yourself a pat on the back. Uh don't do that. You're driving. Like, wait just wait until you stopped. Um I'm also going to extend a um a massive, massive thank you to our Patreon backers who are like double sexy, super awesome. And for as little as $2 a month, you can get me calling you double sexy super awesome as well. Um, they are as follows. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson of Rising of the Lights. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast and the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh G-Rection. That was half-hearted, boys. Come on. We have got Mr. Hugh G-Rection. Oh dear, that's that's clipping. That's clipping. <laughs> I know um, I can see it on the screen. Oh dear. Um we have after Mr. Hugh Direction, we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. We've got Mr. Brian Gare of the Tone Jerks podcast of the Second Button Podcast, who released an episode again this week. They're a bit sporadic, but love them. Uh, and of the Off the Rails podcast with Atro. Uh, we have also got Mr. Ross Philpotts. Boom. Patreon backers, you call. Go to patreon.com slash threat talk if you want to find out more. Um, if you want to find out more about me, I am online as Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, slash Budget Pedal Chap. The YouTube channel is the home to the No Talk All Tone series, which last week featured a soon-to-be Josh Scott classic, the, the East River Drive. <laughs> Um, I've not recorded this week's one yet, so we'll find out. Something could happen. I don't know. Um, oh, I have. I have recorded it. I've just not edited it. Right. Um, Josh, where can we find you? You can find me at the Corona Mortis on Instagram, and you can find us at the Guitar Geeks podcast on Instagram, Spotify, and all of your streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah. And Matt? Uh, you can find me at heel underscore Mac you on Twitter and Twitch or just go in the Fret Talk podcast group and throw yeah. some shade on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is the natural order of things, isn't it? So 
yeah, just carry on doing that. Um, so that's that's us for this week. From myself, Mr. Budget Puddle Chap. From, oh my gosh, it's Josh. And from Mr. Macquine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Bye. What do you call a magician who's lost their magic? I have no idea. Ian? Uh, (laughs) Come on. Come on, boy.